week. This is Humboldt Last Week. My name is Miles Cochran. Thank you for joining me for an audio rundown of Humboldt's last seven days of news. Way to get caught up in a quick way while you get stuff done, while you drive, when you're exercising, on a hike, anytime. Please keep telling friends to subscribe on iTunes or SoundCloud or however else you get podcasts. And remember, you can always listen for free, connect, and even check out new music playlists at HumboldtLastWeek.com. Support this week comes from Bongo Boy. Bongo Boy is one of Humboldt's best resources for musicians. Great room, world-class signal path, pro-level engineers, and a 15-year history of successful projects. They also archive tapes and make CDs and DVDs locally in short runs. For more info, call 839-5090 or go to bongoboystudio.com. Well, let's begin. Preliminary hearings happened regarding the stabbing death of 19-year-old HSU student David Josiah Lawson, who tragically lost his life at a house party in Arcata. 23-year-old suspect Kyle Zollner of McKinleyville pled not guilty to murder, and after a week of preliminary hearings, his charges were dismissed. I'd imagine you followed this like I did via Loco, North Coast News, and the Times Standard. In these hearings, witnesses could not agree if the suspect was knocked out or not at the time of the stabbing. One witness who was drunk and on coke that night said one of the suspect's catering knives was missing, but it was later noted that the knife found at the scene was not a match with that knife. The fingerprint on the knife they recovered from the scene was not the suspect's fingerprint. One witness did say after the stabbing he saw something in the suspect's hand and saw the suspect drop something shiny on the ground, but nobody flat out said they saw the suspect with a knife. And again, the judge dismissed the charges against Kyle Zollner, saying there was not enough physical evidence to go to trial. I saw in the Times Standard, the judge said, quote, If somebody had said, yeah, I saw this guy had a knife in his hand, that's all I would have taken. Mr. Zollner would have been held to answer. HSU partially said this in a statement. HSU is certainly disappointed by what appears to be a setback in this case. It is difficult to be patient, but sometimes necessary in the pursuit of justice. This is not over. A statement from Arcata Police Chief Tom Chapman partially reads, quote, We will not stop our investigation. Our focus will remain on this investigation in the pursuit of justice. And a statement from DA Maggie Fleming partially reads, quote, additional information is expected, including more analysis of the knife found at the scene and analysis of blood samples found on clothing. People with more information are still strongly encouraged to come forward. The Zollner family issued a statement hoping those hurting over this can find peace through God. They also hope the community of Arcata can be kinder, heal and change for the good. As you probably know, this incident has caused some racial tension. The victim, David Josiah Lawson, is black, and the man who just saw charges dropped, Kyle Zollner, is white. I saw Kim Kemp reported on the first protest gathering at the Arcata Plaza calling for justice for Josiah. Signs read, Black Lives Matter, Injustice for Josiah. As protesting continued into the next day, things got really tense in Arcata. Blocking traffic at the Arcata Safeway, I saw via North Coast News a man driving a construction truck proceeded through the crowd as people threw water bottles at his windshield. The driver just kept going, honking. Did you see that? The young man who lost his life, David Josiah Lawson, was given a posthumous Certificate of Achievement from HSU. That was presented at one of his celebrations of life on campus, which hundreds of people attended. The ABC station down in the Bay Area covered how trimmers in Humboldt are sometimes sexually abused and sexually exploited. You know, trimmers offered more to trim weed with their shirts off or people that are raped out in the hills. Seriously terrible stuff happens out there. Kim Kemp did a post on this. Part of it reads, quote, Trimmers often don't report sexual assault because they work in an illegal business and are afraid of losing such a good income and of retaliation. 
If that affects you or anyone you know, the North Coast Rape Crisis Team can help. Almost a thousand people voted on how they want the county to spend tax dollars made from marijuana sales. The top choice? Mental health services for kids and families. I saw in the Mad River Union that specific issue got 318 votes. The county budget will be open to comment in public hearings in June. Where do you want to see that weed money go? Someone rammed their truck into the sign at the Shell gas station in Garberville. Now they have to shell out for a new sign. Both the truck and the display were busted up pretty bad. I saw in Red-Headed Black Belt a bunch of gas was leaking from the truck and there was a minor injury. HSU has a new director for diversity. She starts this summer. I'm paraphrasing this release from the school, but it looks like she believes history, racism, and equality need to be analyzed together for a community to heal and change. She's looking forward to exploring our farm-to-table restaurants and exploring Victorian architecture in addition to her new job. This is great. An older fella in Eureka driving a truck lost a load of wood on F Street, and a bunch of quality people came out of the woodwork. I guess woodwork is appropriate. They all helped this guy out. Red-headed black belt had the story in a photo. Helpful passerbys. One of the people there, Raven Knickerbocker, said this older fellow mentioned he had just had back surgery, so he was super grateful for help getting everything loaded back in his truck real quick. Quote, it makes me proud to live here when I see something like this. Well, a small bear was seen on campus at College of the Redwoods in Eureka. Lots of college clubs on campus, but just this one college cub. A uh, Snoopy CNBC helicopter is getting aerial footage of pot grows in Humboldt for a weed documentary. This is going to be called The Profit of Pot in America. The guy hosting usually finds failing businesses and throws them a bunch of cash to take over. Loco pointed to a video where the guy was saying he intends to educate his national audience about the pros and cons of marijuana. That story's never been done. There was the uh, guy going around punching cars in Eureka. Not sure if that was due to a combo of stimulants and watching The Incredible Hulk. HSU is going to be tobacco-free this fall. That also applies to the dorms in Arcata, the Marine Lab in Trinidad, the Aquatic Center in Eureka. No vaping allowed either. HSU wants to set a healthier standard. One of the top public comments via the Loco post came from Leslie. It partially reads, this is a huge violation of personal choice. They need to just have designated smoking areas. I'm not a smoker at all, but I stick up for people's right to choose. And the top response to that came from Connor, who said, quote, you do have a choice. You can quit, walk a bit farther or pay a fine. A man was arrested for using a vehicle to intentionally kill someone in Shelter Cove. I saw in Red-Headed Black Belt, the victim was a well-known local. 45-year-old Eric Lively was charged with murder. I saw in Loco, the suspect was arrested in 2013 for hitting a guy with his truck over an argument related to an unpaid marijuana debt. A guy doing road work along the waterfront in Eureka had his truck stolen while he was just yards away. I saw on Channel 3 they noted this was another reminder to never leave your keys unattended in your rig. But the story doesn't stop there. I saw in Loco the criminal was some guy with unique face tattoos. He's got this uh, Alice Cooper meets the crow thing going on there. Really strange. Story goes that he stole this truck, got on a government boat, and then jumped in the bay before cops found him clinging to the side of one of those historic tall ships that are in town. Those ones that look kind of like a pirate ship. Damn! 24-year-old Christopher Breaker was arrested. That was his second arrest in 12 hours. The first one was for driving without a license. I saw on North Coast News a woman was arrested for drunk driving after crashing into two houses along Henderson and Eureka. Really lucky nobody was hurt. It would definitely be terrifying if you were inside. 
The Eureka Visitor Center by the bowling alley is closing, and its longtime employees will be laid off at the end of June. The city is looking to choose an idea for a new welcome center in July. Only one city council member voted against this. I saw in the Times Standard, Marion Brady said, quote, I'm disappointed in the decision made. We're losing a great opportunity to attract visitors. I think people will realize its impact when it's gone. They'll tell you it had an effect. The South Korean Brewing Company, based in Eureka, is looking to release some new beers. I saw in Loco that on the 13th, Booth Brewing will sell these new beers locally, and then they're going to be open every Saturday from 1 to 4, selling growlers at the door. They're at 3rd and Commercial, Lost Coast's former brewery. They hope within the next 3 to 6 months, they'll have their stuff in cans and distributed throughout Humboldt. They're hoping we're like me at a restaurant when I'm picking a seat. I'll take the booth, please. (laughs) CHP rescued a 16-year-old boy who wrecked his car in the woods in eastern Humble, and they found out he's listed as a missing person in Montana. They're making arrangements to get him home safe. This is sad. A pilot in a small aircraft crashed in the Eel River in southern Humboldt. I saw Kim Kemp reported on the long search through the dark, through heavy winds, in the heat of around 100 degrees. Diana Totten of the southern Humboldt County Technical Rescue Team said it was possible he was injured somewhere but also noted the eel is running with its spring flow and it's very swift and dangerous. Chances are slim, but fingers crossed for the best. A criminal who is running away from cops in Arcata almost choked on the drugs he tried to swallow before he was caught. 16 grams of suspected heroin and a gram of coke. Clearly he was arrested. Cheers to the drug task force. Good work getting him. Some amazingly sweet people in Fortuna adopted a girl a month before her 18th birthday. This girl was removed from her home as an infant, was shuffled through the foster care system until a couple of years ago when the Biniac family adopted her. In this release, the girl Caitlin said, quote, they were kind and loving and I just felt home. For more info on how to become a foster parent, you can call the county's foster parent hotline. The cops in Eureka want to use 20 grand of the money they get from asset forfeitures for a great cause. A lot of the money they get from asset forfeiture comes from drug dealers, so they're going to donate this 20 grand to an organization that aims to keep kids off drugs in our community. In the past, asset forfeiture was a little more controversial. Some wrongly accused people had money they obtained while following the law taken from them legally. And yeah, cops were allowed to keep it even without a conviction. You know, a while back, maybe you remember hearing about those Humboldt guys with poker winnings out east busted at a traffic stop with a little weed, got a ton of cash taken. They had to sue to get their money back, you know, prove they got it legally. Well, after some reform in California last year, in most cases, cops have to convict people of a crime before keeping their money. But again, that's most cases. Some people can fall through the net. Tashia Naidu, Interim Legal Director of the Drug Policy Alliance, told me a little bit more about that. You know, it's great that this particular law enforcement agency wants to invest in a community-based organization to combat drug use among youth. It's a good use, um, but that's assuming that the money was obtained after somebody was rightfully convicted of a crime, and then as part of that, their property gets forfeited. Uh, The problem is, because of the way forfeiture operates, the reality is that, you know, there are people that are caught up in the net, um, and there are people who, whose money might be taken or property might be taken, and if they fail to do something to try and get it back, you know, through a default process or an administrative process, they can lose that, that cash. So I think as a citizen, I think we really need to rethink the whole civil asset forfeiture um, process 
um, and that maybe forfeitures should always just be connected to a criminal case, and so we should have criminal forfeitures. In other cases, in other states, you see that law enforcement agencies tend to use it for their own, you know, departments directly rather than putting it to a good social purpose. Now, Stephen had one of the top public comments on Loco's post about using some asset forfeiture money for fighting childhood drug use. It partially reads, quote, although I believe asset forfeiture is a way for the authorities to legally steal money, I'm glad to see some of those funds used to prevent drug abuse. Well, let's jump into this one. It's one of those stories that motivates you. If you can do something to help, definitely do it. The city of Eureka honored a guy and even gave him a rare award for helping cops arrest a big old dude who was hulking out on drugs and violently resisting. So one morning last month, just a couple of blocks away from the library in Eureka, Tom Sanders was just waking up, and before he even had the chance to have his morning coffee... Well, I was laying here in bed, just waking up, and I heard on my scanner that someone was uh, stealing gas out of a white disabled vehicle on Q Street. Well, I've got the only white car. The Eureka Police Department was on the way. When they showed up, the suspect lied about who he was. He wasn't doing what they told him to do. He allegedly tried to run, and then he started resisting arrest. They ended up kind of rustling and tussling in the street and ended up in the alley by my fence. While one police officer was attending to somebody else that had been knocked down, the other officer was trying to get cuffs on this guy, but he was just too much. The suspect was big. Uh, I was about 6'4" something like that. So this suspect resisted for two and a half minutes. With his size and the fact that he was hopped up on drugs, he was a force to be reckoned with. That was when an officer requested a little help from Tom. He says, I'm losing him. I'm losing him. I kind of hesitated, but it wasn't a very long hesitation. You know, five seconds, ten seconds, and I just jumped in. Kid was just overly strong. Even when I was I had a hold of him, I had a heck of a time, you know, putting his left arm behind him. And uh, I got tased in the meantime. And uh, that was a, quite an ordeal there. I, I won't forget that. It's nothing like a house shock or 110. It's more like a 220 shock. But anyway, so we got him stuffed and cuffed, and uh, three more officers showed up and helped him out. And, got him in the vehicle and, and that's about it now if you go to humboldtlastweek.com you can see a picture of tom being honored with the eureka police department's valor service challenge coin award he's there with chief mills and a couple other officers here's how tom felt about that amazing i mean i've gotten awards from being at samoa drag strip you know for 30 years and things like that but this was something special i won't forget it in my case i would say uh if you could if you're able to lend a helping hand, they should do it. You know, it's not going to hurt. You know, you may get a bruise here and there from it. And again, the officers may say, you know, step back. We got it as well. You know, once you helped out like they did me. Captain Steve Watson told Redheaded Black Belt, quote, We've only handed out a few of these awards since the program's inception. It's a rare and well-deserved honor for which Tom was nominated by the officers whom he helped. And in an EPD release, Officer Greg Hill said, quote, Sergeant Ed Wilson and I were beyond exhausted. And if not for Tom's assistance, there's no telling how much longer the suspect would have continued to fight us. So on behalf of Humboldt, good work, Tom. Now let's check out Humboldt next week. Some events coming up Saturday the 6th, Don Carlos at Humbrews in Arcata. Don't waste your time away. Jamaican reggae star, also known for his work with Black Uhuru. Doors at 930.
Also, Saturday the 6th, Beauty and the Beast at the Ferndale Repertory Theater. Some live theater starts at 8. And a matinee Sunday the 7th at 2. Sunday the 7th, Jim Page at the Lager Bar in Blue Lake. I'm swimming upstream like a fish in the water eye. Seattle singer-songwriter starts at 8. Tuesday the 9th, stand-up comedy at the Jambalaya in Arcata starts at 9. Wednesday the 10th, Sci-Fi Night at the Arcata Theater Lounge. Check out Cyborg 2087 from 1966. That starts at 6. Thursday the 11th, Zeparella at Humbrews. When the lyrics break, mama, you got to... Talented women doing Zeppelin covers. Stores at 9.30. Friday the 12th, Arts Alive in Arcata starts at 6. Saturday the 13th, Scuba Mountain at the Arcata Playhouse. Local pop band doing a CD release party starts at 7. So I definitely want to end with this. Some random guy tried to fight me last week. And you wouldn't believe the horrible thing I did to offend him. I was smiling. I know. I'm a monster. My mom is in town. I recently took her out to a nicer restaurant in the Eel River Valley to celebrate. Had a nice time. We're walking out of the restaurant after a good meal. The staff is out there telling a group of people they can't drink Coors Light by the doorway. So my mom and I are kind of cracking up. We get out of earshot from that group. We're talking about how there's great beer inside. Why drink Coors at the doorway? I mean, it's their preference, but whatever. And just as we are getting into the car, some guy completely separate from that group yells out to me like Biff in Back to the Future. What are you smiling about, bro? Or Bud or whatever he called me. Anyway, random. But uh, this isn't exactly a bar fight setting. So I just looked at him and I said, life? You know, I'm smiling about life. Is something wrong? That shuts him up. So as I'm pulling away, I roll down my window and I'm like, by the way, this guy's like 20 years older than me. And I'm like, learn some respect, young man. You should be nicer to people. <laughs> uh, he didn't say anything. And obviously, I didn't expect him to have some sort of life-changing revelation right then and there. But um, it feels good to not let broken people impact you. So even if people will try to fight you for your smile, <laughs> just keep smiling. Usually, it's not going to lead to anything bad. Hope you have a great week. Can't wait to talk to you again soon. Bye. Humble. Last week.